is like, hey, you like this? Oh, that noise. <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's, that's what noise I make when I milk. Howdy, folks. Three Sheets to the Mouse is an adult-themed podcast that may contain content and language not suited for younger cowboys and cowgirls. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest podcast in the wilderness. I'm sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be prepared. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're five average guys with a love for all things Disney. A uh, little bit different lineup this week. We have uh, Matt Holmes with us instead of Scott. Scott's taking the week off. Um, what do you mean the week off? It's one freaking day. No, it's two weeks off because he's not going to be here next week either. And he shows. missed a live show. And he stiffed us on the live show. He will be back, though. Don't Not not to worry. Not that we're not happy to have Matt here with us. I, um, and I don't think anybody was worried. No. <laughs> <So>. um, <laughs> Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, hi, I'm doing well. Uh, it's good to be here. What are you drinking? Well, I had thought about doing some solidarity for my to my brother uh-huh. Adam over there, but I couldn't I couldn't do it tonight. So I'm going with uh, some Glenfiddich Twelve. Ooh. Hey, f- hey, you're fi- you're filling your role really well there, not Scott. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Unscott, we'll call him. <laughs> Anti Scott. <laughs> He's our stunt Scott. That's what he is. He's the stunt Scott. <laughs> stunt Scott! Okay. Adam, what are you drinking tonight, man? All right. I actually have something. It's supposed to be another mixer, but it's actually... It's called Dry Sparkling Vanilla Bean. Smooth, earthy, aromatic. It's Ooh. actually pretty decent. It's not is it like awful. like a cream soda? No, it's like almost like a tonic water with a hint of vanilla. It's actually kind of nice. A little oh, bit wait. sweet. You know what that makes me think of? That tonic drink from with the vanilla tonic from the Food and Wine Festival in the Light Lab. No, 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 no. It's not that oh. disgusting. It's not that sweet. It's just a little hint of vanilla. Okay. It's good. It's decent. Uh, Tastes Mikey. better with vodka. Uh, real quick, yeah. though, before I, I say what I'm drinking for the, the listeners who, who don't know what the hell a Matt Holmes is, because we just threw a name out there and that was it. Well, Matt we'll Holmes. introduce him next. I was assuming that he oh. knew everyone do. I, yeah, well, we'll go I through... Just, I was just, I, I was just fine. Well, Adam has has notes. I do. I, I actually do. <laughs> okay. Well, then, <laughs> shit on this show. D- I'm sorry. I uh, have been have been drinking a lot of a lot of sweet tea this evening, but um, I've moved over to the uh, the monkey shoulder uh, scotch right now. Oh, nice. Nice. And it's 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 glorious. Everybody should go pick some up and ship it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Tim, how are you doing tonight? What are you drinking? I'm drinking water. Man. You gotta stay... Plain old water. Gotta stay hydrated. That sounds really terrible. I'm not gonna lie. I know. Um, I got two more weeks of this shit left. One more show. One more show, everybody. Without us um, drinking. So I, I'm gonna now hand it over to Adam. He's got the, uh, the rundown on tonight's topic in uh, show notes. So Adam... 
Well, first we let's introduce our special guest a little bit better. Oh, so, okay, Mr. Okay. Matt Holmes, let's hear from you. What say you? Um, I I love the podcast. I don't know what to say. I, <laughs> Fair I, enough. <laughs> if, uh, if you guys head over to the Facebook page, you'll know that Matt is uh, one of our admins. He's one of our most trusted friends on the page. Um, he's been he's been a sheeter for a long time. He's uh, a great contributor to the page, and we love having him around. So we thought, why not have one of our top sheeters on the show this week to be our fifth host? Because we also decided the show runs a little better when there's five of us. Also, he has uh, been in my house. Yes, he's actually yes, I... been on the podcast before, but as a, as a guest. Yeah, tequila doesn't make them yeah. drunk. At my yes, <laughs> in, he, he was a sidekick. That's right. That was a rough night for me. <laughs> yes, I. So Matt, why don't you? Oh, go sorry, go <laughs> I still say yes. That was a rough night for several of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, why don't you tell us about your Disney love? My Disney love. Um, first memory I have of Disney is when I was. Matter of fact, I, I found some old pictures that my dad had taken and had an old picture album. They're all yellowed and weathered. And I took some pictures of those pictures and I posted them on the group. And they are from the within the first year that Epcot was built. So that was 83? What year did Epcot open? 82? 82. So yes, this was, this was in the summer of 83. And... It was the pictures are just amazing. They're they're barren. There's nobody there. The countries are barely, barely anything. But yeah, that was kind of my first memory. And of course, I, that was when I was a kid. And then that memory felt like it lasted for years. You know, every, every year after that, I I thought, man, we just got back. It was it was just a, a life changing experience. Uh, so from after that, it was probably a senior in high school and went back with my my now wife we were dating then and just had went like a family trip there went back for our honeymoon um, just we've been every year on the same week for four years straight now wow <laughs> we and why that week um it works out with kids. When when you have when you have kids Fair in enough. school, that's the that's the, the, the next week after school's out, and and it, it always hits to where Florida schools aren't quite out yet, so the crowds aren't terrible, and being early June, the temperatures aren't sweltering. They're they're still a little warm, but not as bad as it as it gets in August. Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. So how'd you find our lovely little podcast? Uh, I found it through another podcast, which I, which I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> one that shall not be mentioned. I take it, <laughs> um, and, and I don't know why I, I listen to podcasts when I'm when I'm at work. Uh, that's just what I do. It's just they just ramble in my ears all, and I just just soak it all in. And I I found I found you guys through this other show and once I Mikey had mentioned something about being from Arkansas and I my 
ears popped up and went, whoa, I've got to know what these guys are all about. And I joined the group, started listening. I probably was only three or four away from the when you guys started when I found you. Uh, you have our condolences. <laughs> so, yes, I've I've been there from the start. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, listening to those early episodes, that's rough. Yeah, I give you credit for sticking with it. Last week, and I was like, oh <laughs> so yeah. So then uh, I had a uh, little. Yeah, I mean, as as much as as us in the group consider you guys celebrities in in your own in in our minds, uh, <laughs> I actually reached out to to Mikey and his wife, and I, it took the ninety minute drive south and met up with these guys. They're fantastic. Brought my son with me, and he and Boston hit it off. Fantastic playing video games that's that's about it awesome very very cool alright so we actually I posed the question to everybody this week Matt included and I kind of said if you can choose one story fable whatever it is to have Disney go in and kind of make a movie out of what would it be and since Matt is our guest. I'm going to have him go first with his idea, and then we'll all... Will there be a poll on this later, Trenton? Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Will you be on a poll later, Trenton? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Wait, Trenton, did you tell us what you were drinking? Absolutely. I did not. Um, okay, fair enough. There we so, go. We got to all throw it off. All right. <laughs> it's, um, like, it's like Scott really absolutely. is here. We're skipping people. <laughs> Someone's skipping people on well, at least I skipped myself. I didn't skip anybody else. Um... I have. Uh, would never do. I splurged a little bit this past weekend. I, uh, I was doing a little celebrating, so I went and got a bottle of Four Roses Single Barrel. Nice. It was the best thing for the best price at the liquor store. So. I hear it makes Santa's rose uh, cheeks so cherry. No wonder he's merry. Hmm. Cool. I haven't yeah, heard that one. Yeah, there was a little <laughs> animated short that came out a couple of months ago oh, about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have been in it. A few people might have seen that. Uh, 33. 33. At last count. But hey, speaking of animated shorts, Adam's got a show topic. And y'all thought I was going to say something completely different. <laughs> we never know, man. With bated breath, I'm, hate, I'm sitting there waiting. Everybody kind of just took a step back and waited to hear what was going to come out next. All right, Matt, you ready? I guess I'm ready. All right. So uh, for this this theme, I am uh, I'm thinking about the Olympics that that started this week, and I am thinking we're going back to the the uh, start of the Olympics, which were in Greece, and I'm going with uh, the story of Pandora's box, mm. and. Uh, so the st- I don't know if we want to go into the story of Pandora's box or if everybody pretty much knows the the story, but I can give it kind of an overview. Open um, that bitch. Yeah. So <laughs> so so Zeus, you know the 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 god of of the gods there. He um, he and his brother Prometheus they kind of have you know brotherly quarrels every once in a while. So so Prometheus was um, the god of sun and fire and uh, Zeus was mad at people and so he he cast 
the people into darkness. Well, Prometheus kind of felt sorry for everybody, so he gave everybody fire and, and light, essentially. Um, so Zeus was kind of mad at him, mad at Prometheus for this, and for some reason he built a beautiful young girl, Pandora. I'm not sure why that's a uh, bad thing. But sent, <laughs> sent, sent, Pandora, sent Pandora down to Earth as a, a, a gift for Prometheus's brother who lived on Earth. His brother's name was Epimetheus. Now, there's not a whole lot to know about who Epimetheus was at the time, just essentially Prometheus's brother. Um, but Pandora and Epimetheus married. And uh, along with Pandora, he sent the infamous locked box and was told to never open the box. Didn't give a reason why, just said, don't open the box. Well, after uh, Pandora and Epimetheus married, she begged and begged and begged every night, can I open the box, open the box? No, no, no. So one night, Epimetheus fell asleep, Pandora stole the key, and inevitably unlocked the box, releasing uh, the worst of the worst, of everything that you can imagine into the world. Uh, sickness, crime, worries, hate, envy, sloth, gluttony. I mean, essentially all the, the deadliest sins that there could be. Um, she tried and tried and tried to, to, to scour the, the earth and, and bring all these back in, you know, obviously to, you know, very unsuccessfully. The only thing that kind of is a, a silver lining to the story is that the very last thing to leave the box was hope. And so that, that, uh, Zeus sent that in there to, to say, you know, all this bad stuff's in there, but I'm going to throw hope out there just so you have a chance. And so he sent the, the story, you could give it a, the Disney spin on it is, that, you know, it comes down to there's not a whole lot of, of uh, tugging at the heartstrings like a lot of these, uh, like a lot of the Pixar's do. Nobody, you know, nobody of, of any importance really died in the story. So, you know, you can't go, uh, you can't go that route. And, um, you know, you say it's a story of hope. At the very end, you say, it's all going to be good. And even though there's all the bad, you still have hope. Sounds good yeah. to me. I'll I like honest, it. I never actually knew what the story of Pandora's box was. I mean, really? when he was outlining that, outlining that all, and they were talking about the, the wedding night, I thought a whole different box of Pandora was about to get opened up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was so, actually Pandora box the dragon. Nah. <laughs> well, I'm, and, and you know what? I'm sh I'm sure it is uh, ornate <laughs> and and vajazzled. Be -jewel. Be -jewel. <laughs> that, that that drag queen probably goes to the pretty kitty located here in Houston. The pretty kitty, and I it uh, it's it is there. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. Um, so yeah, so uh, going with our with our topic and our theme, we want to give it the Disney Disney spin. You know, um, I was I was told to come up with some say some merchandise and something that can be out there in the parks and we can we can see. Um, well, right off the bat, you can say, um, you know, Pandora being female, young, you know, and most of the the, the 
face characters. The princesses are essentially young. They're walking around, so there's a, an easy face character walking around. You have Pandora, you know, in the in the robes, the gold inlay, and all that kind of stuff. You could probably have a, a Zeus-like character, you know, with the big carrying a lightning bolt. I'm not sure how that would work, but yes. Uh, see, we've Zeus already got a Hercules? Zeus. He right. is in Hercules because he's yeah. on a shirt yeah. that I and made. So, so and that. this kind of, you know, I'm glad you said that, that this kind of would be in that same same circle of the Hercules, you know, just the, the different side of it. Are we getting the muses? You could. I just, I... I <laughs> Do we get Thalia? Because that ghetto booty is singing I, I to me right now. I haven't now. figured out yet where any kind of music would go into this story. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that while she's trying to go capture back all the all the, the evil things, she has some some song of, of despair and, and, you know, I, I can't do it or, you know. Yeah, I hear it right now. <laughs> I mean, this is the part during your segment where we decide perfect. to write it for perfect. you. Pretty much. This happens for yeah. everybody every yeah, time. It, it, uh, yes. <laughs> Trenton was worried but I, about but I do have some merch I do have some that. merchandise um, I mean obviously you come right off the bat you say charms Pandora bracelets you know that seems easy to me um, then you, the little boxes little and box. then you can go like say little plushy little boxes or box. even you know you go downtown or downtown Disney Disney Springs <laughs> you go <laughs> I'm sorry I'm taking this all wrong plushy boxes I just went the totally wrong way with that comment anyway you were thinking about her yeah, box if, we know listen if you make a plush box you better you better damn well not put a working keyhole in that sucker <laughs> someone's gonna okay, try to unlock it flesh tone. so uh okay so let's scrap the plush box idea and go plush <laughs> Evil characters, <laughs> or an inflatable box with a keyhole. That's that. That's also um, good. Just um, you know, in those high-end shops there at Disney Springs, you can have a, a fancy gold inlaid box of some sort. That's a, a music box, and say, you know, every time that you, you know, everyone has a different song. So, you know, whatever it kind of be, it could be something joyous or, or kind of sinister sounding. You know, music boxes, little trinket box of some kind and I'm sure they could charge you know $300 for <laughs> for something that you know yeah a Fabergé you know here, here's what I it's, think I think you make that awesome box it's 4,000 Swarovski's crystals <laughs> oh, no, the, uh, was it the Rebus Brothers that's it that's right make the Rebus yeah. Brothers crystal box <laughs> you, you make that box but instead of playing like something nice when you open it you want the most god awful racket ever because that's, you're not supposed to right. open and Pandora's box <laughs> so the whole point of this box is hey you, know, screeching you can have and it displayed and, and yeah. people are like ooh what's that and they go to, and don't say, open it and they open it and yeah. it's just and say like you know, one out of ten actually chord. has a, a, a decent sounding song the rest of them are just this clashings you know a hopeful bright melody and, and but then what you got is you got an asshole like me or Trenton walking through there opening up all the boxes that are on display oh yeah this just oh, this, cacoph- find good this cacophony of evil oh, like every time I, I ride on Tower of Terror I gotta run, <laughs> walk past and ring all the bells the oh, last yeah. time I did it, the guy, the cast member behind the counter says, I can assure you they all work. <laughs> yeah, he got kind of mad at me. got really mad at me. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, man. I, would this be uh, live action or animated? Um, I'm going to go with animation. Um, and like I say, you can still use the same Zeus character as the Hercules Zeus. 
No eat. So cell shaded, a two D, not a not like a. So like uh, true animation. Going to tree animation, yeah. I don't I don't want to. I don't think Pixar could really, really. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that they could come up with something, but it would it may not look great. But I, I always enjoy those old, you know, what looked like hand drawn. Cells. Awesome. Do you have any like stars it. or anything, or you just want a fresh cast? I thought about you know if you're gonna have somebody that's gonna sing. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I was I was surprised to see uh, Kristen Bell sing as as Anna. So I don't know. If, you know, I don't know who's out there that can really has a good voice that could sing. Um, I don't know. If maybe someone. Uh, Emma Stone, you know, somebody that has that younger sounding voice. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, throwing... <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> since 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 this is not um, an on-screen acting thing, okay, and I don't mean anything negative when I say this. Why not Kelly Clarkson? Okay. Kelly Clarkson. I mean, I. She can. Sure. Sing. She's know, too busy her. doing the voice right now. Well, right now, but I, I promise you that as soon as she gets off with the voice, she'll be available. <laughs> she would probably do it too, honestly. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, she's she has a kid now too, so she'll be all yeah. about the Disney movie. Yeah, what can she so. act? Ooh, that's a good question. Because I, I, I was I was toying with the idea of putting with, her on my story, that, but I don't know if she's name act. that Benoit Beignet. What? Whatever his name is, the guy. Benoit Balds. What did you just I, I, say? Chris Benoit. No. Benihana. Yes. Flavor no, Flav. Who's the? Who's, Wait, who's, didn't you no, do from did... Justin to Kelly? Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, him. what's his name? Is <laughs> Justin Bourgeois or well, something? Well, then there's you know if you're gonna go that way, you can go uh, Britney Spears even. You know, what? Who was in Glitter? Was that was it Glitter? <laughs> She's got kids. She's you know got what? Kids. Just, just, just. Just, just go with Jessica Alba, and and we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just be done with this. I want honey. Bitch, better have my honey. All right, Honey Boo Boo, she could do it at this point, right? There She's you go. Enough. She's a Mama she has June. acting experience. Ma- get Mama June in there, man. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> have you seen her lately? You, if you guys were just trying to convince me that Emma Stone would be good, you've done a fucking great job. <laughs> Right. So Matt, you have anything else for us? No, I think that's it. If I if I come up with something else, I'll let you. Sounds good. I don't hate it. I'd no. like to see it. It's a story that I, I think a lot of people probably haven't heard already, so it would be an original movie. Well, if the idea think... is out there, it's just like you say, you know, people, you know, whenever people people know knew Hercules as a thing, but then when the story came out, they went, oh, okay. Now, granted, it wasn't that well received. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, the Pandora's box that was out there. There was uh, one of the Laura Croft Tomb Raider movies. The second one was actually about the Pandora's box, which you know. Oh yeah, that's right. That was Laura Croft. Was that box. the Cradle of Time? Yeah, Cradle of. Or was Cradle of? Or maybe not. Hope. Something. No. Cradle of. Maybe, and that rocks. Maybe it was time. Maybe. It was time. <laughs> but see, yes, yes, there yes, are yes. some cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's in some in some iterations of the Pandora's boxes, they say that only women can open it. I've never found anything that corroborated that. So it, it's just it could be you could make it pretty much whatever you wanted. You couldn't find any any factual data of other women opening up this box. <laughs> Sorry. 
in this day and age? They couldn't. They, they couldn't fiddle with the latch. Oh God! Most just, just it just takes a couple fingers. Oh no! God. Oh my God! All right, all right, Trenton, what's your story? Let's my get away from this story. as we can. All right, so let's talk about my story here. Um, Tim and Adam are going to automatically love mine. So I'm going to describe it as mighty the, big claim. The storyline before I. Uh... Trenton, what are you? What are you? What are you reading your your notes off of there? Do I know? What are you reading your notes off of there? That's that's a really attractive is, looking uh, this binder. This is my new show notes notebook, created by one C. Madge Nam Doog, uh, along with some other goodies that he brought me the other day. So. Uh, I finally have a show's notes notebook like everybody else, so I'm going to have collected ideas now instead of sound like a fucking moron all the time. So, um, the setting is Nepal. And you see a young man climbing up a mountain from far off. And as you get closer and closer, you see a distinctive orange earring hanging from his left ear. Is it his left ear? Or is it his right ear? His name's Joe, so we'll see. No? No? We don't know who I'm talking about yet? I do, but I'm just concerned on how... Okay. Where you're going with this. So, well, you know what? I fucked up the beginning. Okay, so it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you got that fancy-ass show notebook. Well, I have it written, actually, right. So it's actually written correctly, and then I just wrote it wait, wrong. Wait, wait, can you read what you wrote? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk oh, about I'm your not handwriting. Your and your... It's, it's not a collective idea, it's just little words. So the first thing... Is, is uh, It starts off with, uh, you see a large yeti with yellow teeth, a huge brown yeti, and he is walking into a cave. You see the outline from behind him, you see the, the light, and then it shows the two large, or smaller uh, white-furred yetis in this cave. Uh, a savage fight ensues. The two older, you know, the, the mother and father yeti are killed. Um, then it pans to a, a young, young man with a big dangling fucking earring coming up a mountain and uh, in the interest of, of not being seen to preserve his species as dumb and savage as this large yeti is he uh, he runs away leaving our young hiker to find a small newborn baby yeti in this cave so instead of uh, I guess telling the world about this, he secretly gets this Yeti back to Disney World where he works. And, uh, the meat of the story really is that you see, um, the Yeti growing up but still being hidden in throughout the Disney parks. This is gonna be the first movie I can think of that has actually incorporated the Disney parks into an animated film, I think. Um, you know, you, you see, I guess the other the other Imagineers know at this point about this Yeti. He's running around Imagineering. He's you know he's small, but he's growing up as he goes. He's trying to hide in the gorilla exhibit in Animal Kingdom. Um, you know he's trying to fit in in Star War in the Star Wars uh, area of of uh, Hollywood Studios. But um, eventually he starts uh, you know just like any other primate, they can point to maps and they're smart enough and they learn things. Um, he wants to go back to Nepal and see where he's from. So Joe Rody takes him back, uh, and this is where I started getting fuzzy with my story. I didn't really know how to end it, but um, it's going to be to the point where he gets found out, and so they're trying <clears> to protect <throat> the shit. So he brings him back to Disney, and essentially they make the ride together, 
and that's kind of the idea of it. I didn't get time to flesh it out as much as I would like, but I wanted to give some context to the... And the Yeti that's in the ride is not the good Yeti from the, the movie, it's the scary one. It's a disco Yeti. So it's basically Harry and the Hendersons meets Disney. <laughs> can, can, I, can I suggest a title? Sure. Mighty Joe's Young. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, then, it's, it's also reminiscent of Peach I was, I was thinking Curious too. George. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I just wanted to give some context to Everest, Expedition Everest. So he's over there scouting Nepal for uh, the ride. And that's when he discovered this this baby Yeti. And Joe Rody was no, by I... himself, obviously. Can he act? <laughs> I don't know. He could probably do it. He motherfucker can do anything. I mean, I, I, Joe, just be yourself. And <laughs> s- six hours later, <laughs> he's still telling you about the time he was in the jungle of Cambodia. And you're like, Joe, Joe. Can we get on with what you've done and in then, Nepal? And minutes. then they made me their chief. <laughs> yeah. uh, mind your fucking business is what he would say. While he drinks his ice water on the patio of the Nomad Lounge. So Looking at what he created. Not as fully fleshed out as I would have liked to have made it. I had a, a busy weekend, but you get the gist of what my idea would be. <laughs> Rescue Rangers. Yeah, just do something. <laughs> giant eagle. <laughs> So is the only casting you have is Jarodi? That was the only one. Um, okay. Only because there's not too many other. I guess you would have to throw some other significant supporting characters into the story, but I think it, you know, there's really one main voice acting character. You could probably find a bunch of no names to uh, do the other characters in the movie. Now here's 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 the big question I got with regards to this Yeti, or these Yetis. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be entirely CG? Are you using some type of a makeup costume thing, like a little Ninja Turtle thing? Um, no, it's all okay, Pixar that, style. I mean, if, if it's all if it's all CG, um, it's going to be a no for me. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've never seen Harry and the Hendersons either. So. Oh, well, you know what? I went with freaking Ninja Turtles. I should have just said Harry and the Hendersons had like no CG. I mean, even yeah, the messing with Sasquatch die commercials. The, die the yes. How how could you have an animated movie without all being Oh, it's animated. Okay, this That's... whole thing is animated. Yeah, it's like a okay. Pixar style movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you got a stylized version of Joe Rody where he's got gangly arms and legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. With the big, and he could... the over like the earring would be huge. It would be so big. <laughs> just all earring. That would you be... You could see the okay. Yeti, like, swinging on it like a swing at one point. Just like... <laughs> yeah, like, growing up. Like... As a baby, he's just batting at it like a cat would, you know? He's just batting at it while he's holding him on his shoulder. Using it as a teething ring while he's being carried. <laughs> exactly. That would be like hilarious. <laughs> So, okay. Okay, since you said it's an animated, now it becomes a little more entertaining, I think, because you can do a lot more with it as an true. animated type film. I thought um, I said at the beginning. With the exception of killing off an entire family of uh, Yetis. You know. It's Harry a Disney movie, the parents had to die. Primates. No, I'm not above offing some folks in a Disney movie. Yeah, I mean, right. that, that, had to, no. that had to happen. So, what, the to what are you. What are you selling? 
to me in this movie. Do you have any... Well, you already have all the Eddie stuff in the park. Is that what you're going off of? Um, No, not necessarily. I would. It would probably be a different... A, a new line. I mean, it wouldn't look the exact same as ones that are currently there. I mean, Will there be, be a prosthetic ear that you can clip onto your ear? God, yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the fucking Banshees. You can control it. Yeah, okay. yeah so I was thinking, you know, the old... The old back in the eighties, they had the little alligator clips with the feathers on it, so you could be Mr. Yeah. T. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. you could do something yeah. like that and hang it down. Those hurt so much. They yes, <laughs> oh, you couldn't put a rubber rubber uh, ends. No, on. you gotta you gotta do like that really creepy guy who thought he was cool in the nineties in junior high that you know always walked around with a half smoked cigarette butt, and it's the magnetic earrings. Yes, so oh, it just has had, the magnetic back on it. That and, was and my just, friend. I had that friend. It looked like a. It just looked like he had a stud right there, you know. But no, you just got two BBs trying to touch each other. There you go, Trenton. There we go. Are you taking your clothes off? Like currently? <laughs> no, you're. That's not what you started in. I took my sweatshirt off like ten minutes ago. Oh. Well, I got slow internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's just catching up, folks. Sorry. It's all good. It's kind of a thing. Alrighty. So is that all you got for us? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, awesome. was, that was the idea. I would see it. I think it's more of a made-for-TV kind of thing. Either way. It could be a short. It could even I, be a, yeah. a, a you know a thirty minute. Or I, uh, I originally when I started thinking of the the idea was going to have it in the Pixar theater for the shorts in Epcot, but they're probably that's probably not going to be there that much longer. So no, but they do it in front of each movie anyway. Usually every Pixar yeah. movie has mm, a short, and true. that's even better because then you wouldn't have to worry about Joe Rody having to do dialogue. Good point. Right. Very good point. You wouldn't need dialogue to, to tell the story that you're telling. You need no dialogue. Right, that's what I was saying. I don't even care about voice actors, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, now I'm really excited about it. See? That's all it took. <laughs> Alright. So, I have a feeling Mikey's going to get us in the fields. So, let's pass this over to Mikey. Alright. And see what you're we asking got. for. You're putting me in the middle, so y'all, two of y'all got to follow this. That's fine. Because we can make it lighthearted. <laughs> so, oh, mine is not lighthearted, but it's not good. Neither is mine. So it's all good. <laughs> okay, let me get all my notes pulled up here. Um, okay, so my, uh, my, my um, story is a take on Peter and the Wolf, which I, I, that's a fairy tale. It gets more of a fable, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it a story? Is Peter and it's the Wolf a, a It was a. Was it a? I don't know. So it was a, Well, no. It actually originally started as just a classical musical piece. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It was. Uh, it doesn't matter. Thing. It takes place in current current day, present day. You know, I, I toyed around with taking it way back, and and this what I have now has seen four iterations before I got to where I am right now. Um. So basically, you got this little boy named Peter. He's like four or five. And if anybody doesn't know the story of Peter and the Wolf, but you have kids, then you know the story of Peter and the Wolf because your kids have cried wolf. Anyway, it's the boy who cried wolf. So anyway, you got this boy named Peter. He's like four or five. Um, you know, you're going to open up and you're going to make sure that everybody gets an understanding that he is well-loved by his mom and dad, that he loves them greatly, and that... Um, Mom and dad are going out for date night, drop him off with his grandfather. 
and you got Grandpa playing around with uh, with Little Peter. He's a photographer, so he's got this little in-home studio, and they're dressing up and taking super silly pictures, and this you know really beautiful, touching montage going on uh, of just like a grandfather just just doting on his on, on his grandson. Uh, then there's a knock at the door, which I mean, all this is totally a, a total trope up up to this point, you know. It's the police. Parents were involved in a fatal traffic accident. Mom and dad have, have died. Which leads you to a scene at the funeral with Peter sitting by his grandpa. And he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing. In, in his mind, he's just been with his grandpa for the past couple days. Staying the weekend. It's, it's you know, because the grandpa's been occupying his time. He's not thinking about his mom or his dad. So he doesn't know. And, and as he's leaving... Um, after the funeral, it, it's, it's an open casket for his mom. He's able to see her face. And he screams, Mommy, Mommy. And he starts yelling louder. And his grandpa's trying to, you know, pull him on out. And, and he wants to know, he wants to know why isn't his mom waking up? You know, Mom, Mommy, Mommy, don't, 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 can't you hear me? Mommy, why won't she wake up? Mommy, don't you still love me? Mommy! And that's the last scene with him and his parents. And you have him at home with his grandpa. He's depressed. He's not eating. Grandpa didn't know exactly what to do because it's been a long time since he's had kids. They're all grown up and adults. Mikey, so when does he turn into Batman? <laughs> uh, he doesn't. They're, they're, uh, uh, sadly, there, there, there is no crime fighting. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody Tritton might get like, hey, hey, what does Grandpa do? He brings him a gift. You know, he gives him a little box, a little gift box. Peter opens it up and what's in the gift box? A little puppy. Hockey stick. No, it's, no, it's this cute hope, little puppy. Hope's in the box. <laughs> that, no, hope was in someone else's box. This box had a little puppy that Peter names Wolf. And they are inseparable throughout his childhood. He, the dog follows Peter everywhere. Um, it brightens him up. He's, he's smiling. He's laughing. He's playing. Uh, and, and the story is just basically going to follow Peter as a boy growing up with his grandpa, snapping pictures, always running around with his pup named Wolf. And as they grow up, you know, the dog gets bigger, Peter gets bigger. Um, eventually, Peter starts to kind of, you know, go through the whole tantrums and stuff like that because he's, he's struggling with how to cope with his parents being gone. And, you know, he sees a picture of his mom and dad, and he gets mad, and he breaks it. He throws something out, and he breaks it. And, you know, his grandpa comes running in. What are you doing? And he's like, I didn't do it. Well, yeah, you did. No, I didn't do it. Wolf did it. Well, there's no way that your dog did that. It's impossible. It's on the wall. No, Wolf did it. And they get into an argument. There's a fight, and then there's a whole breakdown scene, which is, you know, you're not my real daddy. You don't love me. I don't love you. Peter grabs, uh, grabs his dog, and he runs away. Out the back door into the woods. Runs off. He's gone for like the whole day. Grandpa gets a hold of the police. They get out there. They, they're in the woods. They're searching for him. Peter is like terrified because now the cops are involved and he realized he's done something he shouldn't have. And he, he's hiding. The dog's hiding. They find him. They drag him out. And as he's leaving the woods, he realizes that the dog's still hiding and he doesn't have Wolf and he's calling out to Wolf again. It's almost basically a mirror image of when he was... A child that is at, at, at the funeral of his parents. It's like the exact same type of uh, shot that I want for this, just to, you know, to call back to what he went through, but the first time. And you know, he's back home. 
uh, obviously because he was missing you know his, his his grandfather called for some help and his aunt comes over his mom's sister um and he cries himself to sleep and his grandfather reluctantly leaves the house to go look for that damn dog to try to bring him back and he's gone all night long the storm moves in he finally shows back up to the house he's soaking wet and at his side is this filthy mangy mongrel of a dog and and peter's like oh you know and his aunt says you are not touching that thing until it has been properly laundered and sanitized because it's it's filthy it's been in the mud and the muck and everything like that so again things kind of move on and pick up pace after this and like a montage of just you know peter growing up with wolf getting bigger and getting a little older and peter's you know doing some sports the dog's always in the in the truck watching him you know head hanging out the window watching him play in his sports and you've got uh eventually it gets to the point where peter you know goes on his first date and he's like terrified to leave the dog at home because that's like his 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 safety blanket that's that's you know his, his emotional uh attachment um it's not really taking it back to his parents but it's like the first uh feeling of love that he's experienced since you know he lost his his parents so you know he he's like you're gonna be fine i will come back you'll be fine you know just to stay right there and of course the dog whimpers and then uh, he, he goes, and it's, 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 it's a beautiful date. He does nothing but talk about his favorite pet named Wolf the whole time. So things move on a little bit further. He's in, uh, he's in like, high school now. He's, he, he's older. The dog's not doing so well because he's, I mean, we're coming up on, like, 13, 14 years old at this point for the dog. And uh, he's, you know, um, his grandfather is basically like, man, you don't have to take the dog with you everywhere. You just need to let him relax, let him be, because he's been with you forever. You've drug him everywhere. He's tired. He's worn out. Look at him. And, and Peter looks at him, and he's like, no, he's fine. Come on, Wolf. And, and Wolf's like, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, I ain't going. He's, he's, he just kind of lays in the floor and wags his tail and whimpers, but he's not, he's not getting up. So reluctantly, Peter goes off... Uh, you know, back you know to school or, or I don't know if he's going to school or work or whatever. But he leaves the house, and Grandpa is there at home alone. You know, you see, you see Wolf watch Peter go. Peter closes the door. Grandpa looks over at the dog. He says, "I think it's time for me to do something I should have done a long time ago." And then you cut back to Peter coming back home, and Wolf's nowhere to be found. He gets upset. He searches, he calls, then he realizes what happened, and he starts confronting his grandpa about, you know, what went down. And uh, his grandpa's like telling him, you know, it's time, it was time for the dog to go. It's time for him to just, to, it's time for you to move on and grow up and learn to live a life of your own, to become a man. And uh, Peter's like, you know what, motherfucker, that's fine. I will uh, move on and, and, and live my own life. And he, you know, like starts packing his shit and he moves out because now he's, he's graduated. He's, he's old enough now. So I guess he wasn't going to school in my previous statement. I'm fleshing this out on the fly, guys. <coughs> so you killed his dog. And... So you got <laughs> parents and then you killed his dog. Wow. So you that guys, gonna and then be he a to a life of crime. No, no, he goes on to college. He he he's 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 doing okay. He's not by any means successful, 
but um, you know he's doing okay and and the years go by he never speaks to his grandfather again until eventually what happens guys he gets a notification gets old and dies grandfather passed away Uncle Ben and the cats in the cradle and this so now you've got <laughs> you've got Peter. He's he's back in, in his childhood home, basically where he grew up in, walking around, and he's basically completely alone in this room full of people. You know, he's walking around. He's looking. He sees a, a photo that um, someone had taken of him and his grandpa and Wolf back when 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 um, he was a little boy, and. He looks at another, you know, photo that his grandpa took of him playing with Wolf because, you know, grandpa was a photographer. And there's so many photos on the walls. I mentioned that before, Adam. Remember, grandpa was taking pictures and silly pictures and stuff in his home studio. So you got all these pictures that that his grandfather has. Why are you shaking? You don't remember that? I'll show you. I really don't. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Grandpa's a photographer. He took a lot of pictures of the boy and his dog, and something is really troubling him. Um, as he as as he's going through these photos, he's not seeing a picture of him and 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 and, and Wolf. He, he's basically just seeing a picture of him as a boy and a stuffed dog with a bright red collar and and a yellow tag on it. And. That's when he realizes that, oh shit. He runs and he goes in and he starts throwing stuff around his grandpa's room, digging through all the boxes and stuff like that. And he comes across a box that just has a, it's just, it's just like a Tupperware box and it just has a P on it. He gets it down and he opens it up and inside this box is his stuffed animal that was in the original box that his grandpa brought to him. Wait, this little so, dog. So wait, this boy dog wasn't real. Didn't it's realize Hobbs story for all these years. Oh wow, he's special. <laughs> no man, it was his imagination. Yeah, Calvin Hobbs or uh, Winnie the Pooh. I mean, he he opens the box up and there's the dog, looking rough and, and filthy, and it's been patched up and it's got you know the same red collar with a bright yellow name tag. And he reaches down and he turns the name tag over. He's like he can't believe what he's going to see. He turns it over and there's there's the dog's name or the name tag. W O O F. Now on the Lifetime Network. <laughs> Do what? So does this story ever get good, or is it just? Oh no! It, 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 it just it just ended. Everybody's dead, and he and he he realized that he he, he the dog was never real, and that was his coping mechanism for having lost. His so parents. it's it's in, in Inception and a Jacob's Ladder situation <laughs> all at the same time. Am I try- what was the the guy on the boat? Oh, Life no, of Pi. No, it's the guy, the tiger. What the hell was the guy on the yeah, boat? that's right. What the fuck? Life of Pi? Life of Pi. The Life of Pi. That's what it is. <laughs> no, except there there was a tangible dog for the boy. I mean, it, it, it not like... That the... he didn't realize till he came home from college that wasn't real. Yep. <laughs> now on the Lifetime Network, starring Nancy McKeon. Hey, man. <laughs> what kind of drugs was Grandpa feeding this kid? As I was fleshing this out, I was thinking, ooh, there's a twist. The dog was never real. Ooh, there's a part that's, I'm making a Disney movie that has nothing good about it. I, I just, no, it's I like the idea. I like the twist. The heart strength until you made the dog fake. <laughs> I like Thank the you. twist. Thank you. 
I'm just, it, it's a little edgy. It, this is not an animated film. This is a, a little darker Pete's Dragony kind of film. Maybe like from Touchstone. No, this is Lifetime. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is Lifetime. This is Lifetime. Yeah, but you know what? You can, you can sell the crap out of some of them dogs, though, in the parks, man. Oh, yes, yeah, so you can have a whole bunch of other psycho kids pretending they're real. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you want to know what my first attempt at Peter and the Wolf was? It involved, a, it involved werewolves. That would have been better than this. I'm interested in that. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad story, but it's not a Disney movie. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like I it's said, totally a Disney movie, man. It's DreamWorks. No, this is this no, is. This I don't is know. On their their other label, they do. I want to see this. Fox. <laughs> yeah, yes, this would be a Universal Fox now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to sell this to to someone else. You know what? Screw it. You think you can do better? <laughs> no, obviously not. It just at least mine was it's... happy at some point. I, 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 okay. I was very happy because he went on to be a stable I, genius. I'd have to cut that out. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim? Goofy compared to yours. Yeah, follow that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I killed off Dumbo's mom or anything. Well, that's been done before. All right, so I I wanted to do a fairy tale, an Italian fairy tale, because Disney hasn't done one yet, and now I know why, because every fairy tale I looked up from Italian folklore is fucking horrible. It's just full with murder and death and I'm in. <laughs> so the only one I found that didn't have well, it, it very much murder or death in it is a story called the Three Enchanted Princes. It was written by a guy named Gian Battista Basile in 1634. Basically, the the wasn't he the guy that plays as Drax, the Destroyer? No, Bastille. <laughs> they have that. They that band <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy. I know what he's talking about. No, they have, they have an entire day. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Sounds French. <laughs> you guys finished? For now. <laughs> you feel like started and you cut me off. Jesus. So basically the synopsis of the story, um, you got a king of a, a, a kingdom called Greenbank. And now I cast him as Brad Garrett. He's got three beautiful daughters. Now in the story, they don't have names, but I gave them names and I, I cast them. Sophia is played by Rowan Blanchard. From Girl Meets World. Her sister Emma is Sabrina Carpenter, also from Girl Meets World. And the third sister is Victoria, played by Selena Gomez. Only because I couldn't think of another Disney star to, to throw in there. And another kingdom called Fair Meadows. The, that king had three sons who had been transformed into a falcon, a stag, and a dolphin. Now, those are to be played by... The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nick Jonas is one of the brothers. Big time rush. But it's Dylan Sprouse, Nick Jonas, and Neil Patrick Harris. The, the, and the King of Fair okay, Meadows is Patrick Wilbur. Uh, no, I'll keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, they were... The three brothers were sent to marry the daughters of King of Greenbank... 
but the king would not marry them because they were animals. So the brothers waged war with the king of Greenbank and summoned all the animals of their kind until the king relented. After they were married, the, the queen gave each of her daughters a ring so they could recognize each other. Fast forward a little bit, the uh, king and queen of Greenback also had a son. Now this name is the only name that's actually in the story. His name is Titone. And I cast him as Dwayne Johnson because he's in every fucking Disney movie now anyway. <laughs> so one day the queen was lamenting that she had never heard what happened to her daughters. She doesn't know what's going on with them. So Titone sent out to find them. He comes across the first uh, daughter with her husband, the Falcon. And they stayed for a while, and the, the Falcon grew to like him, so he gave him a feather before he left. Then he sets off again and finds the second sister, who was married to the stag, and the same thing, he grew to like the brother, and he gave him a clump of his hair when he left. And then they found the third sister with her husband, the dolphin, and the same thing, he ended up liking the brother, so he gave him some of his scales when he left. Returning back to his... Dolphins don't have scales. I know, but this is, this, this is, <laughs> this is the original story. It was written in 1634, they thought dolphins were fish back then. So on his way home, he found a tower where a maiden was being held captive by a dragon. And that maiden is going to be played by Kristen Bell because, you know, she's the latest Disney princess hot thing. So she begged him to save her, so he threw the feather, the hairs, and the scales down, and his brother-in-laws came. And the falcon summoned griffins to carry the maiden to freedom. The stag summoned lions, bears, and other animals to destroy him, and the dolphin had waves engulfed the tower to destroy it. This freed the, the brother-in-laws from their enchanted shapes. They became people again and lived happily ever after with their brides. I also cast the dragon as Patton Oswald. <laughs> Just for like a comedic effect. And the evil witch that um, turned them into their enchanted forms was Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Already. It's, uh, it's an animated movie. I mean, this is the, the least fucked up Italian it's weird. Uh, fairy tale that I could find. Yeah, we were just talking about this earlier, that, that most most fairy tales that haven't been done by Disney are uh, super real dumb. fucked up. There's a reason. Were, I mean, they, has they, lessons yeah. and stuff. They I mean, weren't just. No, they 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 would have been done back in like the fifties. Disney would have done an animated yeah. version of some of these screwed up fairy tales back then. You know, like a Hansel and Gretel. You know, the witch eating kids out of an oven. I could have seen yeah, that. Yeah, but it would have been a lot more tongue in cheek. It wouldn't have been a serious movie. Not Disney. Well, I mean it. It wouldn't have, yeah, as far as, like, that level of seriousness, true, but they're definitely that. I don't know. No, but it would have been Mickey Mouse. I mean, and they could, they could flip it around where the kids were the assholes to the witch. No. No, you know, it would have been a Mickey Mouse. You don't think it would have been, like, a Snow White or a... Way too dark. Really? That's probably what would end up happening. 
I can see them making a joke out of it like because just the the timing of it. Well, it's you like know. they did with the brave little tailor. Mickey has the brave little tailor. Mm. Brave little toaster. Swat, <laughs> swats, swats, swats twenty flies with one swing. Ralph Macchio can catch one with a pair of chopsticks. <laughs> After doing wax on, he also, wax he wax also wax a car really well. <laughs> oh, he can also paint a fence like oh, nobody's boy. business. <laughs> and he plays a mean blues guitar. When you see him at the crossroads, crossroads. <laughs> and I'm gonna miss everybody. Uh-huh. Even my fake dog too. <laughs> <laughs> my fake dog wolf. <laughs> I went totally different with all of mine. I know you're shocked, and I... I thought I went totally different, yeah. apparently. I actually did kind of a collection. and Just like when Scott does a flight on one drink? No. Well, yeah, sort of. He hit his syllabus. <laughs> I'll be the Scott for this episode. I kind of went with a little bit different. I definitely decided a Pixar thing. I wanted a bunch of shorts. And I actually decided to use Shel Silverstein's poems. Okay. As a theme. <laughs> I mean, it, we're on the same same wavelength. I had that in my in my my bag as well. <laughs> I mean, and just also thinking of it, something like how Fantasia was a collection. It was always supposed to be expanded on and added to. This is something that Pixar can kind of take and run with and change authors and change um, poems and change, just something that can be interchangeable and constantly changing and expanding. So, of course, you start out with the invitation, which is basically the dreamers. Everybody comes in. We have a space for you here. No matter where you are, you fit in here. And that would be the opening short. In between each short, I would like to have somebody famous or the it person right now introduce the section as the poem and what it's necessarily based on so for the first few movies i have the falling up poem which is basically about if you don't know it too well i'm trying not to recite it verbatim but basically instead of tripping and falling down you fall up Mm -hmm. and the end pretty much is you get sick and you throw down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's it's tongue-in-cheek it's fun and there's a lot that i can see pixar taking a theme on that and just expanding with it and again it's a short maybe 10 15 minutes on each one the next one i have is the diving board which is basically about a kid building a diving board and setting up to get this big dive and never actually dives um the third one i have is the monsters i've met and it's basically about meeting all the monsters at different times, but just never the right time. I have, for a joke one, I have the dancing pants. Which is just basically what it sounds like. It's about it's pants that get their own thing and dance around. Um, the bittersweet one is the trampoline. It's basically almost a love story where people keep on missing each other because one while one's jumping up on the trampoline the other one's coming down and they're constantly missing each other um the weird one i have is masks and it's basically that one is basically they're blue 
people, but they're wearing a mask all the time. And they're looking for other people like them, but because they're wearing these masks, they can never find that other blue person. And to top it all off, my tearjerker would be where the sidewalk ends. Oh. And I'm not, that one yes. always hurts. Oh, so <laughs> I just thought it, you were going to hit the giving tree somewhere in there. I like the giving tree, but it's not one of the, the where the sidewalk ends still punches you in the face. <laughs> Every time. And was, wasn't there uh, one of his uh, story poem things about the... the uh, forgive me because I do not remember everything about it, but they were flying in a shoe. Yes. That's a, one of the longer ones. That's actually yeah. one of the... Like, That's uh, what, like, that could damn near be like an actual feature Yeah, a full length. length because definitely. of adventures and stuff. Yes. But that, one, that was a few pages, if I remember correctly. But I like the idea of shorts. I kind of like the idea of of fleshing it out a little bit differently than a long continuous movie. I like the idea of being able to sub in different poems for each section when you want. I, I would like to make it sort of like how Fantasia was supposed to be, but a little bit more freedom where you have a, def a definitive story to tell. I mean, I grew up reading these books as a kid, so they, they have a very deep connection to me. And it's also one of those stories where you, when you do read them, if you read them at different points in your life, they mean something different every yep. time. So it's different when you read it as a kid, and then when you go back and read it as an adult, it really punches you in the face. Yeah. And just the meaning behind some of these stories is awesome. And I, I just think it's a cool idea. Yeah, I haven't read this in a long time, but just you talking about it reminds me. It's definitely something that I wouldn't mind going back and, and giving a read. It just, I, I like this idea. I don't know how you would link it into the parks. Yeah. Or, and it would be a hard, hard sell to link into the parks. <clears throat> Unless you went with the giving tree, because as I said a few episodes back, Disney can build the shit out of a fake tree. <laughs> <laughs> but the giving tree can be an all-encompassing movie, too, almost. Yes, it could. That's right. I mean, it, it could be a full fleshed out movie. I, I well, like it. Was, the it was his own book, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. It was a full book. It was the first one he wrote, too, I thought. No, I thought Sidewalk Ends was first. I, I'm not sure. the Attic? No. Uh, oh, yes. No, Light in the Attic was in the 80s. Where the Sidewalk Ends was in the 70s. And I think the Given Tree was in the 60s. The early 60s. I didn't write all that stuff down. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write years and stuff. Light in the Attic, I think, was in 1981. Yeah, Light in the Attic was 81, where the sidewalk ends was 74, and the Giving Tree was 64. Wow. Sorry. I got it all backwards. I just also like the idea that you can change the poets. And just... It, poetry is a dying thing now. Writer stops when gone. When you really think... <laughs> Well, so the writer's stop is gone in Hollywood studios. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's just like it's it's a thing that nobody really thinks about anymore. And there's a, there's a lot of truth. There's a lot of words that can be brought to life in this fashion. Of it. No, and and that's something I, I think Adam, if there's a way you could find to encompass that into the parks, it's something that could always change, like you said. You know, it's an easily updatable yeah. thing. 
I think we should take down Winnie the Pooh and put this. Like, I'm fine uh, with that. <laughs> and this way we can. I would. I would. I would. You know what? Don't take it down. Retheme the inside. Keep new ride vehicles. Not not you know honey pots, flying shoes. Maybe I don't know. Easy pots. But uh, yeah, give give me like an inside dark ride in the in you know, the world I'm of shells. An so inkwell. I would rather an have Mikey's dog dying story than Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> No, but it's not a real, real dog. dog. So nothing really died except I mean, for the grandpa I, and the parents. In my original draft, I had him go in the backyard and dig him up. But uh, then I was thinking, wait, well, why would you just why would you yeah, bury a little stuffed fucking animal? morbid and creepy, dude? That's like it's not now. Mm, I don't know. I'm glad it you went with the fucking to stuffed, bury animal. A stuffed animal. You just put it in a box and put the box up in the up in the closet, you know? Mm. And because mm. it's not even it's not it's not a real dog. You should have like an old yeller moment. So a few of us had backup ideas that we didn't totally flesh out, right? Some of us didn't flesh out our original idea. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if, <laughs> and if, if by totally, idea. you mean, hey, let's try that. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I have, I mean, do you want to talk about, like, just mention them? Because we're a little Honorable short. mentions? We do honorable, honorable mentions, mentions. Out the ass on this show. Yeah, why not? Let's honorably mention a few of these. I vote right. for uh, Matt to go first. Sounds good, Matt. <clears throat> well, I did have another one that we could tie this into the Norway in, into to Norway. This is a uh, Norwegian tale. It's called the Master Maid, uh, and just roughly, it's a. It, All I'm a, thinking a right bull- now is she went from suck to blow, and that's <laughs> not what you're going. With. <laughs> uh, no, wow. but that suck, was Mega Maid, suck, not Master Maid. Suck, <laughs> suck. blow. 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 Sorry. You got to use that Schwartz, man. <laughs> uh, so it's, um, let's see, there's a, let's start. There was a boy that finds a giant for some reason, and this giant has his big castle. And he kind of more or less befriends the giant. He's friendly. Let's him into his house, and he says, "You can go. It's kind of like, a, kind of like a Beauty and the Beast thing. You can go anywhere you want, except for this room." Well, of course, he goes to that room, finds the, you know, titular character, the Master Maid. She's a beautiful woman. That they become friends, and they end up escaping the giant because uh, uh, he, she, he was keeping her as prisoner, essentially. One thing leads to another that he, the prince, has to go back home because his brother was getting married and he got poisoned by the brother's sister-in-law. It's it's kind of convoluted where the 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 maid has to find the prince and it and regain his memory because the poisoning made him forget about the maid. So then she has to remind him who she was and how they were in love. And it, the the story is that they essentially save each other in the end. Yeah, you know the, the 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 dark side of the story says that the after everything was back to normal, the the prince finds the 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 girl that poisoned him and straps her to twenty four horses and pulls her to pieces. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Uh, Holy shit. See, now, here's the problem with me is I'm trying to figure out, do they all run in, like, you know, 
uh, half hour directions like on a clock and go 24 different yeah. different honest to god ways it's uh, or you know it's dr- drawn in drawn in quarters to uh no it's drawn in 24 20, 20, 20, yeah. 20, you know, whatever the 24th. math is i can't math right now um yeah, I couldn't God. math with 24. It's like, how many ropes? How do you tie somebody? Oh, that's a lot. I mean, I mean, all I'm going to say is the two fastest horses are going to win this. <laughs> then you got 22 horses just running for third place. So that's 22 horsepower then, too, just pulling you <laughs> yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. I, to make it interesting, you'd probably give them each 50 yards. Just, just, just to make it interesting. That way, they get up to a full-blown gallop when it's go time, and the victims writhing like, "What are you doing? You can't do this!" And then it's just limbs. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I went too deep on that. So, it's okay. so, it's so yeah. Fine. So that one, you have both a prince and princess in the story. Uh, you and, and, and like I said, in Norway, it's a Norwegian tale. Um, not sure about marketing, how that could be. Just, um, I don't know. 24 a, horse a, play a set. Giant, I mean, I know that they've got... Tro- <laughs> you've, got doll. you've got all the trolls right now, but then you could have giants and... and... Well, they got the BFG, too. Sure. Well, that, that was a big flop. So, yeah, that, that right. was my week backup. My week backup overwhelmed me, and I had to stop looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. I it just got too oh. big, and I got okay. so lost because I couldn't figure out which story I wanted to do. I was thinking, I don't know if anybody's read any of these books, but Discworld series by Terry Pratchett. It's like it's fun science fiction slash fantasy, but there are way too many stories, and I got overwhelmed as to which group of stories I wanted to discuss. I mean. It, it just got way too big and it got very far away from me. And there were certain characters that I had to have in it that just didn't make sense in one storyline. So I tried to adjust it and it got away and I just stopped looking at it. But it, it's a lot of books. Terry Pratchett's one of my favorite author, authors. If you want to um, read something really funny that's really not too politically correct, look up Good Omens. It's a fun book. It's about the Antichrist getting lost as a baby. <laughs> Damien well I have one more because it was too easy and Disney already kind of did it so I put Kingdom Hearts as a movie uh, the video game yeah. I would like to see that I don't know like if it would count because technically it's a fairy tale that Disney kind of created but there's no movie on it so that was my cheat I'm surprised no one put a uh, Dreamfinder movie uh, it, it, that's almost too easy, you know. Sacrilegious, really hard. No. But again, I was yeah. I mean, I would like to see it based on the comics. Yeah, because the comics were actually pretty good. My backup was actually going to be um, kind of a. I was just thinking, damn it, we had the troll earlier today. <laughs> so <laughs> my backup was going to be kind of a take on the three Billy Goats gruff. Yeah, mm. there you go. Ooh, nice. But instead of Billy Goats, obviously, and, and this would be um, an, an, an animated film with not necessarily, um, not as lifelike characters as like you see in most of 
the Disney animation, you know, films like Pixar, like like Frozen and, and Tangled and stuff like that. A, l- a little more stylized versions of, 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 of humans and, and, and whatever. Um, but like I said, instead of billy goats, I actually, this is going to take place back in like the medieval times. And um, it's not really a troll, it's just a big kind of ugly and ridiculed uh, boy who just grew too big. Kind of a Hodor, kind of. And he's, he's big, but he's simple, and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't know that, you know, he's be- he, that he's better than these other boys that always pick on him. These three boys, these three assholes, and, all, and they're all named Billy. Because I just figured, what the hell, why not? It's my story. And they always pick on this guy, and basically by picking on him, they push him to a point where they're like, you know, you got to sit on this bridge, and you got to, you know, basically uh, extort people for whatever they got before they can get across. Or we're going to beat you up, and that's what he does. So he's basically sitting on this bridge extorting people, and they see, they take one look at him, and they're like, oh my God, because he's all disfigured and stuff, and like, yeah, here, please take it, whatever, you know. They're almost playing up on, on people's charity. So he's actually getting plenty of goods, but not because he's angry, because he's the most docile thing in the world, but it's just people are giving him stuff based on charity. And uh, it's keeping the billies at bay. But eventually, a little blind girl walks up with, with her dog. Um, and she can't see him for anything, and they become friends because she's not afraid of him based on his looks. And that leads him to a little bit of an empowerment thing, and he can, you know, overcome his uh, his deal with the Billy Bullies. And it it's also carries a strong message about about bullies and stuff like that, and being comfortable and in your own skin. And you know, it's got a little bit of. Uh, I'll be honest, it's basically um, Eric Stoltz in the movie Mask with Laura Dern. <laughs> uh, Sam Elliott and Cher. Uh, Plot twist: except... the bullies don't really exist except in his head, or as <laughs> dolls on the side. <laughs> oh no, they, they really exist because they also torment the little blind girl, and that's when he realizes he has that. That that's his moment when they're uh, picking on the little blind girl. That's that's his his so turning point. So he doesn't point. just throw the dolls that he thought were the Billy goats into the water and watch them float no. away. <laughs> he asks everyone no, no, three no. questions, and if they he get rages. them wrong, they get catapulted in the pit of despair. That's right. Or they get dilly dilly. attached to 24 horses and pulled apart. <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus okay, Christ. in hindsight, perhaps my backup would have played better to you assholes than my primary story. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, in if you get Christian Nairn to play. So. I'll be, I'll be honest, I, I didn't flesh out my billy goats at all until I started talking five minutes ago. Like, all I had was, okay, a troll. And outside of that, I had nothing. And all of that was off the cuff as I'm going. So, obviously, I spent all my time on the wrong story. Except, you know, I wanted that shot. And you know what? M. Night can direct uh, Peter and the Wolf. Yeah, it would be perfect. Yes. And it would flop. Maybe he can make his comeback for the Disney Because it was the last good movie he put out. I heard that um, Split. The, 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 the Elevator Devil movie was pretty good. Split. Surprisingly. Oh, it was horrible. That movie was horrible. It was Whoa, so no, bad. it wasn't. The elevator movie, The Devil in the Elevator oh, movie? Oh, just called Devil? That wasn't that bad either. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. But his last yeah. one was Split. It was know. the... I, he... No, that's what I thought Tim was saying was horrible. Split was good. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, what's his name? From yeah. Wanted? Oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah the eye, Professor right? X. His name. Um, what's his name? Patrick No, Steve. the young one. No, no the young one. No. <laughs> Ewan. No. Yeah, no, no. No, not you, McGregor. No, it's the other guy. Uh, yeah, the one from the train spotting. Nope, that's still you, McGregor. 
Are there any other British? Liam Neeson. That's the other British actor. No, not Liam Neeson? Okay, well, then I got nothing at this point. Yeah. For, for any British of the Doctor actors. Who's? Is it, is it the guy from the, the movie James about McAvoy, the, the, the yeah, King's James speech? McAvoy. That guy. Is it that guy, the King's speech? Is it him? Hugh Grant. <laughs> the guy from, from Avatar. Yes, it's always the guy from Avatar. <laughs> Chris the Pratt. English actor who never acts with an English accent. He doesn't have an English accent, Tim. You can have one. Right. No, he couldn't. I, you know what? I I would pay money to go see him in a film where he had to have an English accent. I would not, because I think it would I'm kind be of excited awful. to see the 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 new Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley movie where there's Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson. It takes place in old time England. I'm wondering if they're gonna try for the accents or just say, "Fuck it." Are you it's serious? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I just, I that sounds that. horrifying yeah, to me. No, it sounds right. great. I mean, obviously, no. Will Ferrell would be Sherlock, a bumbling detective, and then Holmes is the brains behind it. What's going to be more disappointing, that or the come to find out that that Dundee movie was just a fucking fake ad for Australia? I'm, I, you know what? Okay, you I'd rather be a fake fucking ad for Australia because I don't want I don't want this yeah. movie at all. It looks. Oh my god, it was. It is a fake it ad for Australia. It doesn't make sense. It, it. I was actually. I hated it when I first saw like the first little teaser trailer, and I thought, really. They went with him just because mm-hmm. for no good damn reason. But then I saw the it's next couple hilarious. trailers and I was like, okay, there's Thor. There's Thor's baby brother. Okay, there's Harley Quinn. Okay. I don't know her, but she's short hair, tattoo, I'm in. And and I'm like, oh, fuck, Wolverine's in it? Oh, shit, Robin Hood's in it? Son of a bitch, I want to see this movie. And then it wasn't a movie. And I was like, are you shitting me? I have no desire to go to Australia now just because of that that, that, that marketing campaign. Yeah, and I used to want to go to Australia and like play with shit to kill me. No, just no. I'm not allowed to go to Australia because Tim would kill me on the flight. <laughs> so I don't know when this article's from. I just came across it. The breaking news that Rock and Roller Coaster is closing for Iron Man overlay at Walt Disney World Studios Paris. Paris. They got a Rock yeah. and Roller Coaster. That's been for a while because yeah. Paris is, is actually it? Okay, getting. I just saw it. Paris is actually getting a Marvel Land area. Oh, February 11th. It says yes. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up like an 18-year-old at a mixer. I have no idea on how to close this. I got this, guys. So we got a lot of uh, fantastic ideas. At least four of these five are, are um, you know, collectively thought of as good ideas. Uh, and, and let's be honest. In the world of Hollywood, uh, there is a shortage of original film ideas that are being made into movies. Everything is a sequel or it's a reboot. And let's And, and Disney looks at the fact that, you know what? Sequels are making us a shitload of money. Look at Marvel. I mean, they just keep cranking out Civil Wars and Captain Americas and Iron Mans, and, and they just keep so. Uh, I, I like the idea of throwing some fresh, uh, fresh, fresh meat in front of the people and let them, let them, let them gorge, let them feast their their fantasies on. It's it's fan. Okay, I'm back on Tim's twenty four horses thing again. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and, and cannibalism because you got mincemeat. So. Uh, <laughs> This, I had, I, I liked it. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, for Matt's um, first ever guest spot on a podcast, and we threw this at him, I thought he did fantastic. He Thank did you. awesome. Thank you. Very Good much. job, Matt. Yeah. Um, I'm all about Absolutely. some, uh, you know, opening up and looking in some boxes to see what's there. Uh, Don't dig too what? deep. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if, if I fits, I sits. Um, if uh, Tritton... 
that that yes. I, I'll be honest. Of everybody's, you had the most, my opinion, the most unique um, idea. And and as as we all talked around it, and, and that's what's awesome about stuff like this when you get five people that can hang out and and, and BS and talk. You can you can take something rough around the edges and refine it to the point where everybody gets excited to want to go see it. Like me, at first I was like, uh, but then by the time we were done, I was like, yeah, I want to see this. And 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 why someone doesn't just animate an homage to Mr. Rhodey just like this is 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 is, is a travesty. It's a shame. So I'm with you, Tim. I don't remember anything about yours really, except it's Italian, and you had it had it had an all star cast. Um, you had the rock. Know. Not playing a hawk like he did in Moana. Someone else played the hawk. <laughs> and you had Selena Gomez in it, which if you've seen her Hands on Myself video, uh, that's going to be a hot movie. <laughs> Adam? Yes to everything Shel Silverstein. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't even say no to that. So, yeah. yeah, no, I was just yes to, to all of that. Even if, even if it was his... his Worst of, <laughs> yeah. It's still, it's still better than watching some boy cry for a fake dog. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's 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 fine. I like I said, I thought I had something good, but I should have gone with the uh, the trolls, the, the the troll and the blind girl. Apparently, that was more heartwarming than a, than than a child struggling with loss and how he gets through it and how he but, copes and how you I'm should judge say- someone. Based on I mean, it's so much coping. It was just sad the whole yes, time. Yes, it's exactly it. You knew something you know bad what? was Depression going to happen. Depression is not happy. The second he got the dog in a box, the dog is either dying, going to die, the grandpa no. is going to... Everybody's dead. We just know. We're just waiting for the tearjerker to and happen. And you know what? I, I killed everybody off but, yeah. but Aunt Cass, apparently. It's what I did. This is instead of Big Hero 6, this is a, a fake dog instead of a robot. <laughs> and chicken wings. That melts your face. So, okay, I'm going to just let everybody uh, make some closing remarks now because I don't know how to end things. So, <laughs> Trenton, because you're right. um, first on my, my screen, you're the lower right-hand corner, which is how I count. You count from the lower right-hand side? Well, if that's where number one is, you stinky dog, you. <laughs> you sly devil. Oh, I don't want to be a dog so I might fucking die. No, story. but you might be okay. fake. You might be stuffed. You might be fake. <laughs> <laughs> Triton, are you a figment um, of our imagination? <laughs> he's, well, he's not a purple dragon. <laughs> Yet. Um, I just want to say thanks to Matt for coming on the show. It's awesome to have you, man. You know we all love you very much. You're just, you're just like one of us. Yeah, he had to think um, long and hard about accepting the request. <laughs> yeah, he was... Um, I know we hang out with you all week playing you know, video games or whatnot, but it's, it's nice to have you on here. But thank you for coming on. I wanted to thank everybody that downloads the podcast every week, that goes on and gives us reviews, that that, that makes us feel special for doing this, and makes us want to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, if you're not on the Facebook page, head over to facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. We're all on there, and who knows, you could become a super sheeter like Matt and be on the show one day. <laughs> Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> Depends on how many nudes you send us. I mean, that's 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 honestly, that that's what it is. I've... I've seen enough Think of, of Matt. Nipples as that's, money. That's 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 a, it's a it's a currency, is what it is. Nipple money. Nipple money. Milk money. <laughs> milk money. <laughs> milk money. Nipples, Adam, can you milk me? <laughs> and he smiled at her while he was drinking it. He's like, <laughs> "Hey, you like this?" <laughs> oh, that noise! Fuck. <laughs> that's. that's... <laughs> 
That's what noise I make really when I milk. Oh, no. Let's go from nipple money to Tim. What's your closing? <sighs> I have one more show of being sober and I can't do it. <laughs> I need to drink when I hang out with you fuckers. It's the only way I can get I can deal. <laughs> nipple money would be way funnier if you were drunk. It <laughs> yeah, would I think have. it would. I think because you need that alcoholic haze to to, to help you not see all the crap coming at you when I <laughs> and talk. To, and to numb the pain of a dead dog and it's a fake dog and his parents are killed. And... <laughs> Grandpa died too. But Joe Rody though. <laughs> that just sounds and, weird. And you get it. And a Yeti. You get Joe open, Rody and a Yeti. You get open some girl's box. Adam, do you have closing remarks? <laughs> I just really gotta say one thing about everybody who's on the Facebook page. We really created a great community, and when they come for us, they come for all of us, and it was shown today with our troll. So I want to say I really appreciate you guys having our backs. You know, we have yours. We're as much of a dysfunctional family that we can be at times. I really, truly appreciate it. I, I never thought this would be this big, so thank you, and we look forward to seeing you in the parks in November. And I guess, Matt, do you have any closing remarks? Um, I just got to say thanks for the invite to be on the show. It's a great honor. Uh, like I said before, I, I listened to you guys for, you know, the whole time now. And it's, I've, I've made some, some friends. I mean, with meeting Mikey and his family, they're fantastic. And I'm going to meet the rest of you in November where we will probably not ever sleep, but just keep the, keep the steady IV of booze going. Maybe, maybe maybe run a little bit <laughs> and uh, yeah it's just it's great I, I appreciate the, the the time that uh, you, you've given me and uh, I, I'll go nerd on you and say may the force be with you <laughs> awesome here we go Mikey <clears throat> okay I'm gonna piggyback on uh, on on what Adam said just because I was this is my plan comment anyway with regards to the uh, individual that first off on behalf of Scott we are sorry he got approved and passed the vetting process that Scott <laughs> did and formally welcomed him in um, and you know it's not even the fact that Three Sheet Nation basically created the, the, the Three Sheet Militia to combat this guy. <laughs> Going back and seeing how things were handled, it's 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 the way that it was handled was with was with 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 competent rhetoric yes. and dank memes. <laughs> okay, it was a combination of all of that and gifs and and just everything. Was what it wasn't just you're an idiot. I mean, I swear to God, a few people tried to sway him into like, no, this is why we like Disney and why you should like Disney, and that brought a little tear to my eye. So, three sheets militia, all of you Minutemen that came to call when uh, when the enemy was at the gates, uh, we thank you. He won't be the last um, troll, I'm sure, because this is the internet. Um, but. Thank you all. It, it, it was nice to see the way everybody banded together and just um, engaged with this guy, I think, in a way he wasn't anticipating, which is probably why he was so boring to deal with, because instead of everybody getting angry, 
everybody just wanted to help this poor soul. And that says a whole lot about us. So, um, especially thank you at, all. Yeah, early in the morning. In the morning that on a Sunday. I, Forget. Him. <laughs> I, woke, I woke up to this, and it's it, and then that says a lot about him. Thank you to everybody who who handled it because it was handled with uh, with more tact, I think, than the five of us hosts could have uh, could have managed. So uh, we appreciate it, and I'm uh, looking forward to in a couple of weeks uh, having a having a drink with. Uh, Tim and Adam again because it's, it's been too long watching Adam drink some some shitty flavored spring seltzery carbonated it's water and, and Tim has just been us. drinking just been drinking straight up water water and what? uh if I'll tell you what three sheets nation if you could see Tim right now you'd this it's man sad. needs a drink <laughs> I'm desperately I'm desperately need a if drink. anybody needs a drink it's this glasses guy glasses to christen and and, and um I know I said we shouldn't go on five minutes saying our goodbyes, but... Yeah, go Okay. Uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us tonight. There's not going to be a, a magical meltdown plug at the end of this, because everybody, know, everybody hears that. What there's going to be is just a solemn thank you and a note saying how much we love you. And you are more than welcome to come join us over at Three Sheets on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Three Sheets. Uh, come interact with us and bring your friends with you because it's no fun being the only person at a party. So with that, I'm going to say thank you for this time. No, thank you for your time (laughs) and this time. And until next time and all the times thereafter, so long for just a while. And thank you!